Everybody, to another episode of the Key Items Podcast, your local Southern Fried Podcast right here in Georgia. I am, if you heard the beep, I'm like totally like muting my phone. Um, and we are, we are, (laughs) we are your local Southern Fried Podcast, like I said, here in Georgia to bring you everything geek, unique, and chic. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to our growing, growing little podcast. Um, getting more listeners every other week. It's great to see that. It's good. We've expanded into multiple places, much like a virus. And I believe everyone's very equipped to understand that at this point. Um, yes. <laughs> nah, some of these people are like, man, there's a virus out there? I'm a god. <laughs> people was, like the ones at the Waffle House. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> there are some. There are there are some people like that. But um, yeah, here at this podcast, we're here to bring you all the geek information, all the geek news, all the stuff in that area. Now, it may be noticed to our our conscious listeners uh, who pay are very sleuthy. We'll notice that this episode is our Final Fantasy episode, but for the month. But it's earlier, and there's a reason, and I'll tell you why next episode. Uh, you'll figure that out. Uh, but there's definitely a reason for why we are recording the Final Fantasy episode so early, and it's not just for your listening pleasure, but that is the main goal here. Um, I'm your host, Jimmy Jam James. Um, don't ever call me Jimmy if you meet me. That's never been a nickname of mine ever. Don't, don't you have to? Oh, but Jam is okay. What? But is Jam okay? Jam, yeah, Jam is actually a nickname um, that my mentee and friend Molly gave me um, when I used to work with her. She's the only one that calls me Jam, and is the only one I allow to call me Jam. Um, I don't know. So why you got to get Jam permission. Jam permission. Um, but yeah, I'm your host, I'm James, um, and as always, I am joined by my right, on my right, there's Dustin. Hello, everybody. And over in the bunker corner, our little goblin, near the trash, it's Arnold. I'm glad I've been upgraded to a bunker. Yeah, you've been renovating. Um, the, the trash can is now reinforced. You reinforced your yeah. little trash can. Got a little, got a little nice um, shield. I now have the ones that the, the pickup trucks have to pick up. Yes, 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 yes. You upgraded. <laughs> it's it's like um, your industrial. It's like in in our, in those in all those games where you have like your base, and as you make progress in the game, you get to upgrade your base. Yeah, you upgrade your like, base. Like tweak it in or Fallout, right? Are every game created by ubisoft um but um but yeah so let's actually let's get started i have news this week everyone so let us news. jump into our next issues next issues as everyone knows is part of the podcast where we discuss the news and topics 
entered into the nerd media for the weeks to come. We had a shorter one last week because um, we had to guess and everything. So this may be a little bit longer. It will definitely be longer on my end a little bit because I have release information um, or at least updates on release information. And actually, let's go ahead and get this out of the way because uh, me and Arnold were wanting to have a discussion. But I said, let's save it for the podcast. Um, everyone knows Nintendo had a direct um, a few days ago. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> it was a 50-minute direct. I looked at the first five minutes of it. I really enjoyed it, and I will go into that in a minute. Um, even though a lot of people didn't. Um, but we were talking about it, and before we get into any of the information in it, Arnold had brought up... Um, Arnold, you say you didn't care for it that much, right? Yeah. I mean, there was two exciting things, I guess. Okay. I personally thought it was a good direct. I did not think it was the best direct. Um, and, and I'll let you say your piece in a second, but allow me to, to be, make an ass out of myself and assume, um, for you that, or let, let, let me take that back. I won't say I'll assume, but I think a lot of I'm people. I'm pretty sure you know. Yeah, like. <laughs> Yes, um, yes, um, Dustin just sent my favorite, my favorite gif of my favorite part of the direct, um, of the character in the direct. Like, literally, that's not what she says at all in the, in the video game, but I love... I mind that she's... So, let's talk, let's, well, let's talk about what kind of things had happened and then the overview of it and, like, why I thought it was fine. So, um, in the direct... The very first thing they did was do a um, a Smash Brothers release. Now it began with Xenoblade Chronicles two characters doing all their shit, and I personally thought I was going to get some DLC. Like I really honestly thought, but I was like, this is really off. Like this is after the remake of the original Xenoblade Chronicles game. Um, why would they be doing DLC when they already did DLC for Xenoblade Chronicles two? Um. And it's excellent DLC. It's technically, out of the three games, it's technically the best one, even though it has the quickest story and some other issues with it. Um, it has the best combat system, though. Um, so when they showed some of that, I was like, okay, so it's not DLC. So they kept having Rex, the main character in Blade Chronicles 2, look around for um, Pyra. Um, and if you play the video game in English, it's Pyra. Um, anyway... <laughs> fucking hate Rex's voice actor. Um, but um, he was looking around for Pyra. Um, the, the Aegis, um, the the blade, the, the, the Xenoblade, essentially, of the game. And they were talking about how she wandered off. And because they kept doing it, and it was so melodramatic, I knew this was a Smash release. Like, I knew this was a Smash release. Because I was like, and then they just confirmed it because you saw you saw him find her on Final Destination, which is like the Smash level because fucking people don't know that Smash is a game of variety. Anyway, um, and so he walks up to Pyra and I'm like, Pyra's about to be in Smash. Pyra's about to be in fucking Smash because no one would think Pyra would be in Smash. And she, her way she delivers it 
is amazing. She's like all happy and giddy about it. Like just how Pyra would be for something so stupid. Um, and I was already ecstatic. I literally shouted out loud with laughter. Not because I play Smash that much or that I've been wanting Pyra in it or even that I'm the most diehard Xenoblade Chronicles 2 fan. I'm pretty up there, but I'm not that strong. Um, but it was just, I knew it would rage out dude nerds. Like, I knew they would be angry that one a sword, and, another sword character was. <laughs> I think that's. Yeah, I was going to say they're going to use they're going to use the excuse. Sorry, go ahead, Arna. I'm just. I'm pretty sure most of the like the haters. Oh my god, they added a new sword character. You know the thing is though, I think that's an excuse. Like, no excuse. Too many I mean, swords. Yeah, there are. A lot I of think swords. I see where Dustin's going with this. I, but I think doing. it's also it's not the character I want. But if I say, oh, I don't want. This Xenoblade character in here, that's like giving up nerd cred. Right. Or, or right. seeming like you're sexist versus. It's popular oh, it's to. It's a nerd character. It's find like a way to like divert your, your reasoning as to why you don't want the character. Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is popular to be hated. Ironically enough, it's also popular to be hated by weebs. Like, I know a lot of weebs. Like a lot of male weebs that doesn't that don't like Xenoblade Chronicles two, and their reason is that it's too anime, which I find, how fucking hilarious, <laughs> because all the all the dude anime lovers I know are into the most anime of things, and and hear me out, nothing wrong with that. I love me some fucking anime, but when your defense against Xenoblade Chronicles two is that it's either too etchy, which it, it is, um. Too anime, too over the top, too melodramatic. Well, buddy, let me tell you something. <laughs> Stop looking at anime. Um, because Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is a, a distilled version of what anime is. Like, it's, it's all, that's all it is. And it also has a really good story and really good characterization. And it looks great. It's a great game. I recommend everyone play it, if I'm honest with you. Um, and it's not a turn-based RPG for those of you who think you can't play turn-based rpgs it's an action rpg and it requires a little bit of skill and stuff like that anyway um pirate being released was fine i don't love it enough to like go out of my way to grab her like i do like pyra out of all the sword characters she has the funnest animations and stuff so far i don't like her mm -hmm. final smash but that's because i've played the game so I know where they're coming from. They could have done more. Just so everyone knows, Pyra is a magical sword that embodies... She's a magical person that controls a magical sword, but also controls a giant death Gundam. Um, and, and so you guys can get a little bit of the story. <laughs> I'm going into deep Xenoblade Chronicles 2 lore here. There's another side of Pyra that you all saw, Mithra. Right? The blonde girl who's a little bit more cocky and um, moves really fast, right? right? Mithra is actually the original character. Mithra is the original Aegis, but Mithra was so powerful that she ripped asunder the continent and killed multiple people trying to defend them that she, she broke. And she created an alternative version of herself that's more peaceful and humble, thus Pyra. Um... In the video game, Pirate is quote-unquote the weaker of the two. Um, and she has more healing magics and stuff like that. Um, and she's the first person you meet. 
And Mithra comes out later because you need more power and abilities. And that's the whole concept um, behind that character change. They're one and the same character. Um, they do some weird stuff with it later on. I don't like it. It's creepy. But um, yeah, just the, just the Smash thing alone, I knew was going to make a lot of people upset. I know Arnold's not upset about the Smash thing, but... Um, no, I'm super upset, man. You know, I'm a Smash <laughs> Thorman player. My ELO is so high. I don't even know how the numbers. <laughs> um, but like when um with Pyro being released, I was excited. Um, I just like Xenoblade Chronicles too. Um, I know a lot of people like Xenoblade Chronicles the original, but if I'm honest, Xenoblade Chronicles is too fucking like dour. Like, it's just sad all the time. Like. And it's comedy doesn't work. Um, and, you know, people like depressive shit like that. It's why Berserk is popular. You know, like, it's mm-hmm. it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But if I had to pick one out of all... I never got to play the third, the second one, I mean. Um, I really want them to port that to the Switch um, for the Wii U. And that one actually has a female main, main character, I think. So, I'm interested. Anyway. Um, other things that came out in the Switch Direct. The Nintendo Direct. Um, and this is where I think Arnold may have had more of an issue with it. And I, I actually understand it because I, I had some complaints about the direct myself. There was a lot of decent upcoming releases and a lot of good releases that aren't coming out for an entire year. Um, and then there was a lot of releases where it was just like, we don't need to know about this release. Um, that to me does not make a bad direct. What this Direct felt like, and this is what I was telling some people too the other day, this Direct felt like the culmination of a bunch of Directs they have been wanting to do, but because of COVID, they couldn't, and so they all they did them all in one go, so it was a long Direct, so I think people assumed a big Direct. Yeah, they assume it's a big direct in terms of time. So right. it's got to be a big direct in terms of content. Right, and I did not expect that fully. I, You know, it's a direct. I always want something to wow me. But I was satisfied because it's COVID. And Nintendo doesn't let their people get murdered through COVID. So they are taking their time. Um, and honestly, if you think about it, it's still some good information. Um, and I'll go over some of the things that were released. And Arnold, you chime in whenever about how you felt about it or if you found something else that kind of you felt more negative towards about this. Um, the Famicom Detective Club game is being released. It is an old detective game that was on the Famicom long ago. I just thought it was interesting because it's redone completely. Um, hmm. art and that's an interesting choice, choice yes. because like it's a Japanese game. It's a yes, game. yes, it's never been released in the states, and so it's really nice to see this kind of being released. Um, mm-hmm. I like detective type games, so mm-hmm. I thought that was a pretty important one. Um, Fall Guys is being released on the Switch. Now, this was weird to me. I actually had a complaint about this. I was like, it's you a mean little... that game still exists? Right. That's all I was going <laughs> to say. I was like, why now do you want your game on the Switch? I think they're wanting to bring more life into their game because I think mm-hmm. the Switch gives a second. Because it's kind of dead. Yes, it's very dead because it was... It's Here's the problem with current media stuff. People, everything's a flash in the pan. No mm-hmm. one has the time to settle and appreciate anything anymore. So... You move to and fro, to and fro. So, like, Fall Guys was popular for a month. 
and it became unpopular. And I don't think it had any fault to do with Fall Guys. You know, oh, what were you going to say, Dustin? I was going to say no. I don't think it did. I think you're right. I think yeah. there was just people had like three or four games that were like the games to play, mm-hmm. to talk about with your friends on social media and everywhere else, yep. and then. You, they moved on to something else. Something yeah. else came out and they're like, whoop, nope, now the game that we play is this. Games come up. Among Us like, skyrocketed after Fallout. Well, yeah, Among Us skyrocketed too, but Among Us is also more accessible as far as price range goes. Yeah. It's also quicker to play. You can play it on your mobile device real easily. You know? Um, I think that's a big appeal for some people. Like, I knew right. somebody who was playing it on their phone when they had downtime at work. Like, it was right. like... Like people that when they didn't have any customers or whatever, they would like the like people would play among us, right? Yeah. And so that is a that is both a plus and a minus towards both games because this isn't saying Among Us is a better game than Fall Guys. It's just that it's shorter and easier to play than Fall Guys. Fall Guys may require more time to invest. So I think Among Us became popular for good reasons, but I don't think it became popular for reasons that Fall Guys did detriments, if that makes any sense. Um, so yeah, Fall Guys coming out to Switch, I thought that was weird. I think they're trying to bring a second life into the game. Um, they're releasing Mario-themed stuff on Animal Crossing. I thought that was cute. That was charming. My fiance got excited because she likes Animal Crossing. She likes Mario. It was cute. Um, Mario um, Golf Super Rush? It's coming out. God tier game. I'm a that. Wait, what did you Sorry, say, man. Arnold? Sorry. Go it's a God tier game. I'm start maining it. <laughs> I actually got a little excited more than I thought for Mario Golf. Um, I played a lot of old Mario Golf back in the day. Um, so I like Mario um, side games. I like a lot of his like sports kind of oriented games and stuff like that. Um, so I got excited. Like, I, I legit got pretty excited for it. Not enough to be like, I'm buying that day one, but I'll play some Mario Go. Yeah, I was going to say, some of the Mario sports games are like the... We'll talk more about this possibly in the future. But, yeah, um, like Mario Tennis, I love Mario. Yes, yes. Mario, Mario Tennis... Mario Golf, I think I, I didn't play as much of, but I think I would really enjoy it too. Mario games, and I think what Dustin is trying to get at here is Mario games tend to be the optimal way to play the sports version of that game in video games. Um, They're simple. They don't mm-hmm. try to like aim for hyper realism. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no team like, manager like, crap. No, there's no like FIFA level. Well, you did have a really good player, but uh, he wants a race. So <laughs> yeah, right. It's just like, what are you gonna play? Pay the Goomba? Like, uh, I just won't step on you. How about that? Like, you know, um, and- Bowser. Bowser wants. Uh, Visits from Princess Peach in order to play on your team. <laughs> oh my! Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, like I am. I'm, I'm kind of excited for the the Mario Golf game. I don't know if Arnold Arnold was memeing with there or not. <laughs> he was excited. Um, no, I mean, I'm memeing. I mean, look, it looks alright. Yeah, it's golf a golf game. Eh. Yeah, I I play golf games. I play Golf Story on my phone. Um, not my phone. Sorry, on my Switch. Um, but like, it's it's pretty good. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, outside of that, Ninja Gaiden, the trilogy is coming to the Switch. This was interesting. I'm a little bit intrigued because I like Ninja Gaiden. Um, and I would like to play it on the Switch. 
So that is a plus, particularly for the more mature audience out there that wants some gore and death on their games. The weebs that want to cut off several heads of monsters. Um, and Ninja Gaiden has usually been a very good series to play. Um, now here's where I get both excited and a little bit perturbed. So let's get excited real quick, because I downloaded this game literally 10 minutes after I heard about it on the Direct. Project Triangle Strategy is coming to the Switch in another in another year. It is made by the same people who made Octopath Traveler in the Bravely Default series. So needless to say, I'm fucking excited. It is the one yeah, part... I, huh? Yeah, I, I'm... Dude... I went, boy, 10 times during the entire trailer for that game. I went, I went, boy, like five, like, like your sister was there and she was like, you need to calm down. And I was like, <laughs> nah, son, this is some melodramatic European war bullshit RPG, JRPG coming out. I'm on this shit. It's, it's like, it's made literally. So for those of you who know, Octopath Traveler is a great game. It has some grindy issues. Its plot's a little funky at times because it's kind of broken up um, in a badly designed way. Now imagine if you took all the art and all the effects and all the gameplay of that one, then put it in a Final Fantasy Tactics style game, but then make the story even better and then up the melodrama to 3,000. It's the best game ever. Like, <laughs> just... The, there's a scene. Okay, let me tell you what happened. <laughs> I played only a few minutes of this demo because I instantly downloaded this demo. Um, I played a scene where the lead um, um, guardsman warrior um, of this Duke or whoever, I don't know. They, they put you middle of the game story-wise. She's there. She has this giant sword. Her sword is twice the size of anyone's body in the room. And this prince's brother says, no, you you won't harm us. He runs up behind her. <laughs> this motherfucker. She sliced him once and his body just collapsed. <laughs> and then it just, it was like, clink. And you just saw his sister go, oh my God. And people who say Nintendo is too childlike, his blood oozed onto the carpet. Like it just, he just, he died. Like, home dog died. And I, I died laughing. Because why the fuck would you approach anyone with a fuck-off sword on their shoulder? This woman was one-handing the blade, dog. It was bigger than you. Like, what you thought was going to happen? You were finna kick her ass? Like, um, but outside of that, it is, it is a great game so far to me. I want to play this game. I am ready for this game. My little brother and his friends, um, who I, I run a D&D game for, they talked to me yesterday after the, after we did our session and he, um, they brought up the, the, the direct and they were like, dude, when we saw that game, we instantly were like, yeah, James is going to buy that game, isn't he? <laughs> and I was like, you're not wrong. <laughs> like, I'll get that game day one. I want to play that game. Or maybe I'll wait. Because Octopath Traveler goes on pretty good sell nowadays. Um, so I was excited about that. Okay. These are the last two. And, and so far I haven't hit on anything that has annoyed Arnold yet. Um, but this annoyed me. 
this actually, I, I said, I, I, um, this is the, these are the last two I have on my list of things that were under direct, but I, I don't know if I've hit on anything that's annoyed you yet, Arnold, but th- this annoyed me. Um, one of the lead people for, um, the Legend of Zelda series popped up. And, ah, yes. And, okay. and I was like, ooh, we're going to get some Breath of the Wild information, right? And they said, how blue do you want your balls? Oh, wait, <laughs> we made the Joy-Cons blue for you because <laughs> this is news about our new design Joy-Cons for Zelda. Um, but also, guess what, friends? We don't have any information on Breath of the Wild 2 right now for you. Please wait a little bit longer. First off, Nintendo, little little PR thing for you. Don't mention it, and I won't think about it. <laughs> but um, actually, no. I'll admit, I do understand why they mentioned it, because I'm pretty sure people were going to call them out if they didn't mention it. It's just really shitty that there's literally no information on it. But guess what we have in its place, everyone? We have literally the most disliked Zelda game <laughs> of all time in Skyward Sword. Now, hear me out. But James, you gotta think of the bomb bowling. <laughs> added bomb bowling. Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I I don't like Skyward Sword aesthetically. Like I, I it's my least favorite Zelda to look at. Sam. Um, I don't. I don't want to fully play it if I'm honest with myself. <laughs> but like, I could pass on this. This is a Zelda I can skip. I can't. I can, game where if I got it for free, I'm. I still might not play it. Right? Yeah. It's literally the one Zelda game on the face of the earth that I would play last. <laughs> what about what about Wand of Gamelion? What about that? Okay. <laughs> it's the sec- the other one, the second one besides after that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I play it just to say I'd play it. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm intrigued to play it because they seem to have fixed the, the biggest issue with that game had been the controls. Mm-hmm. That has been the thing that people hated the most. That's why they hated it. Wii game, right? It was a Wii, Wii U Wii game. game. It was a Wii Ooh. U game. Yes, Ooh. yes. Yeah, um, the Wii one was Twilight Princess, right? That's right. Well, am but, I wrong? No, you're right. I think because okay. I think it was. I think it was Twilight Princess on the. Oh no no no! This the uh, Skyward Sword was announced for the Nintendo Wii 2011. Okay, oh, so okay. it came at the ass end just, of the I, Wii. Yeah, I just okay. think like their controls for it were not done well. Somehow. It had some weird motion mm-hmm. controls, if yeah. I recall correctly. Like Twilight Princess had the motion controls, but mm-hmm. people didn't complain about them because Twilight Princess was really good. And I also, I'll okay, I'll admit. A lot of people like Twilight Princess because it was the edgy Zelda that they were wanting. Like, oh nah, man, I was over there catching butterflies. It was, it was the edgy one, um, and everyone likes Midna. She's cute, but like, um, but the thing is, is that so they released Skyward Sword. A lot of people hated the controls and everything like that. That is fair. They have apparently improved it. We haven't seen it yet. Um, the motion controls on the Switch are really good, and. Um, They've also made it so you can play it without using motion controls, which is a bigger thing, I think, for a lot of people. So you can play it on, like, the Switch Lite and stuff like that. So I'm hoping it's more improved. It's the HD version. 
What was weird for me, and uh, Arnold chime in at any time here, of all the fucking games you give us to wait for Breath of the Wild 2, you gave us the one we hate the most. I was as a as a collective, I have not fully played it. I don't I don't care. Um but you got Wind Waker waiting in the back. You got Majora's Mask waiting in the back, which I I think everyone was expecting that. I don't um, think they're going to do it just because they had it they, they pushed it to 3DS. Well, so yeah, so it it, it that may be it. That may be it. Yeah. Um, like you know, like you said, um, I would rather have played uh the you know, IGN's 7 out of 10, too much water, Wind Waker. Well, and so here's my thing. Here's my thing. They did it, but this is the most fucking Nintendo move. But at the same time, it's a smart Nintendo move. Skyward Sword is the most lauded and unappreciated of the Zelda games. So, what better way to make people play it when they're waiting, they're itching for a Zelda game? The Switch is doing better than any other console right now. Um, like, and, and don't debate me, people. Listen, it's not, it's not a question. I'm not asking. It, it's doing better. You want to know why? Because people can purchase them anyway. Um, literally by numbers. It's, it's a moment of like, hey, you're really desperate for Zelda? Well, right. that one. It's kind of like when you... <laughs> it just makes me think of like parenting. And when yes. a parent like gives the kid... The food they don't want, but yes. they're so desperate for some food. Yes, <laughs> they'll eat it anyway. It's like, like we'll give you stuff you want, but you gotta eat this first. It's like you ask for you ask for pizza, but your parents gave you grilled cheese, and now you don't hate grilled cheese. It got cheese in it too, so you know it's kind of like the pizza, but it ain't pizza. But yeah, you, it's just like a weird calzone. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like a weird calzone. Um, but like, you know, you get it and you eat it and it's whatever. Um, and I think it's a, it's a smart decision on their part if they're going to make us wait. Um, because it can breathe some new life into a game. It may change some people's opinion. Um, I'm, I may get it if I'm honest because I've never fully played it. Um, mm-hmm. and it does have some of the best boss battles in Zelda. Um, because there's so, there's so much to do in them because you're moving around and stuff like that. Mm. Um, go ahead, Dustin. Oh, I was going to say, you know, I'm expecting like in a few, when that game comes out, we're going to see articles on, on feeds that are like, why, when, why Skyward Sword is the most underrated. (laughs) Yes. It's going to be like how the switch breathed new life into this breath of the Zelda game. Um, I'm intrigued to see how it is. I'm not like a lot of kids right now who just listen to the memes on the internet and that just tells me my opinions from myself. I like to utilize the gray matter that's between my skull. Um, And like, yeah, I get it. I do understand that it is the most hated. I have seen it played. I've seen it speed run a lot, actually. Um, And it still doesn't look great. Like, I'll be real with you. Still don't like the art and stuff like that. But it's a Zelda game. And if there is a series, Zelda games are like JRPGs for me. I'm going to play them. <laughs> like, they may not even be the greatest things ever. I'm going to play them. Like, um, because nine times out of ten, a bad Zelda game is better than a good AAA game. Most of the time. It's weird to say that because Zelda is a AAA game. But, like, um, you, you guys know what I mean. 
Um, but yeah, so Arnold, how did you feel about that? Was that one of the things what made you go Ugh, about the, the the direct? Uh, yeah, that was one of them. Yeah, I figured. I figured. I figured it would be that made me go in too. I actually was sitting there going like Nintendo, why even why even tell us? It's Just, okay. Nintendo said, "Look, we know you're salty, but if you pay us extra money, we send you blue Joy-Cons." Man, I, I want those. I want. They do look nice. I'm I not want gonna those Joy-Cons. Blue is my favorite I color. Look, I want to look at these Joy-Cons. Blue is my favorite color, so it's really cool. Um, uh, I can I can send it. The final thing that I have on my list that I actually do not think was a bad thing, but I thought was a neat thing, but I kind of need more information on. And I think Arnold has the most opinions about Splatoon Three hey. was revealed. I was actually legit excited for it because um, the way they did it, the way they did it was really neat. Like they showed the whole character customizer um, mm-hmm. being done and everything as the intro for the game. Um, and the game looks just as good and, and great as. Um, Splatoon always does. It has a, um, it has like a dystopian look to it now. With yeah, the upside down Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Um, what are you going to say, Arnold? I said it's like the, it looks very different from the previous two Splatoons. Right. Two, you're in a city. Right. And so I, like, where are you? You know, back in a wasteland. Yeah. And oh, I was wow. like, yeah, I thought it was like, I was thought it was like New Vegas, like, um, Splatoon. And so I'm sitting here going like, oh, is this going to be a Splatoon with the like solo campaign? Like I'd be super excited for like a stronger solo campaign in Splatoon. Um, and so I'm excited mainly because I like, I like the Splatoon fandom. They are goofy. Um, and they are silly. And it's also a fandom I think kids can approach in a nice way for them. Um, yeah. And it's, you can be any age and play Splatoon. I think Splatoon is just one of those fun games that people like. And I like looking at Splatoon being played. I've never got enough people to play Splatoon to make it okay for me to get Splatoon myself. But like, I have played, huh? Is that possibly a hint there? (laughs) But, um, like, I, I'm, I'm a little excited about it. I'm, I'm not maybe as much as Arnold and other Splatoon fans. But it was okay to end it on. I think they did it incorrectly. I think they shouldn't have told us that Zelda is not coming out right now or give us any information on Zelda and then start off with Splatoon at the end. They should have probably, like, put Zelda in the middle and then Splatoon at the end. Because it was was the last 10 minutes for the Zelda thing. It was like the last 15 minutes. People probably quit. They're just like, I'm done. I don't care what else they, is they might have, You know, they should have just said, like, at the beginning, like, here, here's some things where that's not... Right. Be, Actually, like, yes, you're and then, correct. And then, like, in the middle, we, they discuss Skyward Curb, Sword. Yes. Curb your expectations. Right yes. Now, they could have they done the, the whole Smash thing like they did. You know, that was exciting, getting you into it. But they definitely should have at the beginning gone, look... We're working on it. People are sick. It's COVID. Um, you know, Zelda's not here right now. Sorry. Can you take the a princess message? is in another cast. Exactly. And then they would have let on, and this platoon would have been on the end, and we would have had all this stuff in between. Um, 
My biggest gripe, honestly, for the the entire directive, I had to pick one, is mainly that they, um, a lot of the games are being released much later. Like, mm-hmm. not even third quarter. Uh, a lot of them aren't even being released third quarter of this year. It's like at the ass end of the year and some at the beginning of the year. There's a few coming out soon, don't get me wrong, but... None of the major ones. Like, I was so let down when I found out that Project um, um, Triangle is coming out. Uh, I forget the whole thing, but Triangle... Stra- oh, Triangle Strategy is coming out. Um, by the way, the name of the war in the game is Fault... The, the name... Not the name. The war is Fault over Salt and Iron. The war is named the Salt-Iron War, which... Which is uh, fine. Those it's, are simpler days, in the, you know, back then. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's very... If there was a war and there was a lake, it was the war of the lake. Right, no, it's... Yes, you're not wrong. It's very ancient European way of doing it. So I was like, okay, that's accurate, but I don't like it. Because, like, <laughs> it was like... It was like, they were like, it's called... It was a war fought over the resources of salt and iron. And they named it... The Salt Iron War. I was like, oh, okay, why'd you pause? <laughs> um, like, um, but yeah, like, it, it's, I was let down because that game was, um, a game is not coming out till next year. However, they do have a demo and they, they have, they want feedback on it. I'm definitely going to give them that. Um, when I have some time, I have not had a lot of time to play games. Um, this week anyway, and a little bit last week. But yeah, so, um, that was all for me for the for the the direct. Um, a few other little things is like Diablo two is coming to all systems. The 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 is this the new Skyrim? No. So all systems. The, <laughs> um, well, Diablo is pretty old. It came out in two thousand, but it was um, it is coming to every system. It's not a remake. By the way, um, it's just a port. No, um, what's what's that? What's that other word we use? Oh my god, it's not a remake. It's a remaster. There you go. Yeah, um, it's a remaster, <laughs> um, and it's coming to um, every system, including the Switch, which is big for a lot of Diablo heads out there. Um, Diablo Two is thought of as the best Diablo game. Um, I have played it. It's it's fine. I don't love Diablo yeah. games, um, but they um um Blizzard Activision Blizzard is also releasing a few other games. They're releasing the Lost Vikings, Blackthorn, and Rock and Roll Racing, all of which I don't care about any of them. But um, I just said it because I was in such a good mood about the directive. I was like, let me mention some other games that are coming out. Um, and as soon as I wrote them down, I was like, and I don't care. Um, but. Yeah, that's all of my stuff. Um, Arnold, if you wanted to share any thoughts about why you just did It is the 35th anniversary of Metroid. You what again? It is the 35th anniversary of Metroid. There was nothing... Wait, let me get this straight. <laughs> In that direct <laughs> for Metroid. Time out! Time out! Is this what this all comes down to? Because your favorite child was wasn't. Just, a... I said one of them. Okay. I said two things. One was the Legend of Zelda, which was you know. Well, that's it. understandable. 
And then this, you know, Metroid is like my favorite series, and obviously Nintendo's like, nah, nothing. You know what I gotta say to you, Arnold? Mega Man Legends three. <laughs> get on, get on my fucking level. No. <laughs> oh no, your little game series. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I understand that, but do you know exactly when the first Metroid came out? Like the the month. The reason I ask this is not like a challenge to you. I'm saying it's because there's a lot of anniversaries happening this year, apparently. And, yeah, there's. Um, in Metroid, Nintendo, Donkey Kong, Pokemon, uh, Pokemon Mario yeah. is still going on, and that's their biggest one. So they're going to keep milking that one. Zelda has an anniversary. Like all their major ones are having an anniversary this year. Which I know a lot of people are like, "Well, everything has an anniversary every year, you dumbass." But like, <laughs> like the the thing is, is that they've been mentioning these a lot more than normal. Um, so I. I kind of get your frustration, but Arnold, if they don't have anything, like, comes back to the Zelda thing, right? Like, if they don't have anything, why would they mention they it? They got 10 more months to roll it out. Here. Yeah, also, you don't know, Arnold. They could be doing, like, a, a mean, Joy-Con. Prime 4. There could be a Prime, Prime 4 could be released at the end of this year. Y'all Probably know. Not. It won't. Like we we both know it, but I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying it to try to be nice. Like you know, they yeah, may yeah, nice they may be making a VR helmet where you put on Samus's helmet. You know, Nintendo and VR. Did you not see the virtual <laughs> Look, I'm just spitballing here. <laughs> you know, it's, you just, know, you said that, Arnold. I I like to think now whenever VR comes up in the offices, they're like, hey, so like Valve. And Sony are talking about some VR stuff, and then there's this like post dramatic stress. Yeah, just like, like war flashbacks. Do you <laughs> the virtual boy. Do not speak its name. I I I'll be their test dummy for that because I played the shit out of the virtual boy. Oh, uh, it was a horrible system. But um, but Wait, it was serious. Yeah, there's only one other good it. thing that was that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Hades is getting a physical version. See, I didn't give a shit about that. I mean that's it though. Like when it, when that came out, I was like, <laughs> I was like, like, I played this game so much, I don't want to see it again. Right? No. Okay. Real talk. This has nothing against Super Giant. I love you guys. You guys make great shit. Um, and I, I like when games get a physical edition. Like I really do. But people have played that game so hard into death that the announcement of a physical edition, I was like, because it said they literally were like, they were like, yeah. Um, you can now play it with the physical edition if you've already played the, the Great Adventure, or if it's your first time. I was like, who the fuck first time is on Hades at this point? We all didn't play Hades almost at this point. Um, I was like, there's a few outliers, but I was just like, this wasn't needed. Like, you rarely see anything in the di- in the Nintendo Direct about a physical release for a third party game. Um, so it was a little bit of a weird news thing. Um, not a bad news. It was just a weird news. Um, but yeah, I'm not like Arnold. I thought it was a fine direct. I don't think it was a great direct. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't angry afterwards. I had a lot of whys. Like I was like, Nintendo, why are you doing Skyward Sword? Um, why are you telling me all these games aren't coming out the next year? 
Um, why are you making me wait for this new game by Square Enix? The the part of Square Enix, by the way, that still likes to make JRPGs and not the ones that like to cater to weebs who like to play action games. Um, they're different. You know how it's different? You can usually tell one side because it's called Final Fantasy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did it. Uh, <laughs> Final Fantasy games are going down the fucking hole. Um... Like 15, though. No, no, I wanted to like it. Um, I purchased it at a discount. I got the whole thing. I looked at all the movies. I looked at all the anime. That should have been a a, a, a starter right there to tell me it was shit. Um, I looked at all the stuff I needed to beforehand. I played it, and I was like, boy, okay, this is fine. It'll get better, I'm sure. Nope. Just more dudes in black clothing. Um, and I didn't give a fuck. Um, it's bad. Fuck them. Um, but yeah, so that's that's all my news. I know it was a lot, everybody. and Sorry about that. But I have not had any game release news that I cared enough about to get it out in. Um, so I'll let Dustin Arnold take over real quick here. Arnold, how much news do you have? Not a lot. Okay, go ahead, and I'll get mine together. Okay, so first I wanted to bring up an update to the Stadia bit for people who uh, who don't know who didn't listen to the last episode. Uh, Google is closing down their basically their attempts at making first-party games for their mm-hmm. cloud platform Stadia. Both uh, Montreal and Los Angeles, their studios are being closed down. Um, and in that report, they were saying that Roughly 150 jobs will be affected, but they're going to try to move the developers around to somewhere else. But apparently, this news did not make it to those employees. Mm-hmm. I like Beforehand, the day they found out that um, all of the, their, their buildings were closing and stuff, were pretty much the same day the general public found out. Yeah, they found out as soon as everyone else found out. Yeah, because beforehand, uh, apparently Stadia staff were being told that they were making great progress. Great progress, yep. They were yep. basically being lied to, saying that, hey, look, doing amazing work on whatever, on, you know, obviously we don't know what games they're making, because it's, it's, it's never going to happen anymore. But they're, they're being fed lies, saying, hey, look, this is great progress. Can't wait to, like, maybe ship this game out a week later. Hey, guys, we're closing down the studio. We're going to move half of you in somewhere else. The rest of you are probably going to not have jobs here at Google. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, 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 I heard about that, and it is, it's how Google does some of its stuff, sadly. I don't know why when they shut off programs, they do not alert people. And a lot of companies do this. A lot of the gaming industry does it, but it's, it's what a lot of companies do in the first place. And you just have them firing people without alerting them and being courteous. It's just fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. It's just dumb. Yeah, I'm just it's stupid. Um, but yeah, I did definitely hear about that. Uh, apparently, like the day beforehand, um, before the whole thing happened, he, um, I think Phil Harrison is the guy who was like yes. who made up the lie, saying the good work on everything. Mm-hmm. Had like a meeting with these people, and it didn't. It didn't go. You know, it didn't go anywhere really. Hmm. Uh, because the employees are like, hey, like, well, you know, some of us might be moved around, but what about the rest of us? And he's like, 
OC or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. We, we can just assume that half of the people are not getting jobs. Oh, yeah, no. No, they're not. It's fucking dumb. It's fucking dumb. And even, like, the developers who, like, who are being moved around, like, you know, they're not going to be working on games, which is the reason why they wanted to be hired, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to be like, oh, yeah, I got a job working on games while I want to really want to do. It's like, hey, well, uh, we have another job for you. Do you want to be in, like, accounting? <laughs> yeah. It's it's how a lot of things happen nowadays. A lot of people work hard, they get their credentials and their abilities, and then they just get fucked over. Mm-hmm. It's like you can do math, right? You, you were doing math for those vectors. You can do math for books, right? Mm-hmm. I completely know what a vector is, sadly. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, I'm too cool, dumb to know. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, it's not as complex as it sounds. Um, but um, but yeah. Okay. Anything else, Arnold? Uh, yes, uh, Toucan Studio, or 22, sorry, 22 Can Studio will be, um... <laughs> I swear, I was like, there's some Toucan. Yeah, Studio, there's... all I could think of was, like, friggin' Fruit Loops. Yeah, I, mean, I was yeah. like, there's some <laughs> Toucans that organize us. Yeah, um, wow. they're, uh, the studio that founded Fable, um, will be laying off multiple employees. There has not been an exact number, though. Now, that's always uh, a fun way to lay off people. Yep. Um, we're not like well, you know, there's just one of the sad things, just layoffs. It sucks, but you know, hopefully those people can find jobs. Getting harder. It's the the reason it's harder is because more people get laid off, Mm -hmm. so there's more people going into the job pool. Mm -hmm. Thus, it's harder for more people to get picked up. It's really a dangerous cycle. Um, we I won't. I won't ramble for too long on this, but it's just, it's it's pretty upsetting and depressing. But, <sighs> yeah, anything else, Arnold? Uh, last but not least, uh, veteran Yakuza producer and executive director Toshihiro mm-hmm. Naga, Nagagoshi, mm-hmm. uh, I hope I pronounced that right, will be stepping down from Sega's board of directors on April 1st. He'll be leaving their... Uh, his role as Sega's chief creative officer, but he'll still remain with the company as just a creative director. Oh, uh, for so... those who don't know, he's the uh, he, I believe he's the one who like started up the Yakuza franchise. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, I didn't know he was slipping down. Okay, but um, yeah, it, it's 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 usually good for them when they start stepping down. That usually means they have some people that they trust behind them. Who can move the series forward usually and keep stuff going? So, yeah. Glad and to see and step down peacefully. Yeah, nothing like no bad press behind it. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen too much of that last year. Mm hmm. Okay. That's it for me. Okay. Well, Dustin, would you like to close us out? Yes, I have very little news. Um, I'm going to keep it brief. Um, so apparently Crunchyroll has its own little anime awards because that's what people do now. You know, give yourself a pat on the back. Anyway, um, <laughs> their, their anime of the year was Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, a little bit before we got started, James and I were talking about how it's not a bad series, but it's just very, like, I would give it like a... It's very blown. It's like a 6 out of 10 for me. Not I bad. might give it a little higher, but I wouldn't give it like a... It's entertaining. You can watch it and you go, ooh, look at that fight. 
and then you never think about it again. That's what I look at it as. Mm. Not not to not watch it, just just don't be writing essays about it like it's the greatest thing. <laughs> um, I won't tell anyone not to do that. But yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Um, so there's that. Um, they got like two other awards too. Uh, B stars got nominated for nine categories, but only took a home one one award. Mm-hmm. Uh, Great Pretender got nominated for twelve things and took home none. None. Great Pretender looks like it wants to be something that it can't be. Yeah, I I looked at the first episode of Great Pretender. It got bored midway through. It, I didn't even care about it. this. What it's is it? it's Great Pretender. It, I originally saw it like just online, but it was a, it eventually picked up by Netflix. And um, it is basically a story. It, it, from what my perspective has gotten, it may change. You know, people like to say, but the story develops. Uh, it's about a con man, really. It's about a group mm-hmm. of con men. Like it's like a con man contest. Like it's oh, it's Ocean's Eleven. I was about to say, it, it sounds like Ocean Eleven. And so, like, yeah, for the Great Pretender, I, I, I it feels like Ocean's Eleven. Um, Arnold, um, it feels a lot like the, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's been so long since I've seen that movie, man. That movie's good. It is a good movie. It's an excellent yeah. movie. You, you should watch it, I think mm-hmm. I saw that before a long time ago. The one too, like the one from like the 70s or something. Yeah, like that. the original Oceans, um, Arnold is actually from the 70s. Mm, um, I, so, I don't think I've seen the older ones. So it's better to watch those than The Great Pretender. Um, yeah. Ah, okay. I think honestly, and here's the thing, and this happens to everyone. I think who's really caught up in the thing that they like. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel a lot of anime watchers don't look at anything else or read anything else. So then, when the form of that media is transferred into anime, it's it's technically new for them, and thus it becomes better. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it's like it's there, like Ocean's Eleven, right? Because if you never looked at like a detective drama or a really deep crime drama, then Monster mm-hmm. would be your perfect thing. Now it's unfair to use Monster in this context because it's actually a well written crime drama. So let's mm-hmm. go with Death Note. I know a lot of people just got their pitchforks when I said that, but uh, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Um, but like, I don't, uh, hear me out, people. I like Death Note, honestly. If it's your first time ever watching Death Note, it's, it's good. It's fun. It's good. But you it said that theme immediately popped into my head because it had a very, <laughs> um, but I, Death Note is definitely one of those sensationalized, shonen esque, pop into your face anime. I'll um, take this. Yes, yes, and people are like, holy shit, but if you really sit down, you really sit down about it, he just over-dramatized eating a potato chip. He did. Like, like, let's, let's, let's call it what it is, that is an over-dramatic teenager. (laughs) Um, Don't get me wrong, when I saw it the first time, I went to school going, man, you guys see the potato chip scene? That potato chip scene was amazing. And then you get older and you mature and you realize you're a dumbass. Um, And then you go, man, I was fucking stupid. But I had fun. (laughs) 
Um, is the potato chip scene not as good anymore to you? Uh, it's good no, in a different way. Yeah, it's good in a different way. Now I look at it and I'll fucking fall out of my chair laughing because there's a fucking teenager in his room being epically crunching on some chips. You ever eaten a chip so fast you may choke on it? That's what I'm waiting for. Like he's like, I need some water. <laughs> like you know. Um. So no, just because something becomes. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. What you All I can think of now is him like doing that. And he's like, but now I need water. No, no, it's downstairs. <laughs> I can't leave my spot. <laughs> um, but like, um, just because something becomes dumb when you get older doesn't reduce its fun. You know what I mean? Um, and I try to tell that to a lot of the teenagers I talk to. Like, I'll rip on the stuff they like all the time. But I'm like, look, dudes, when I was your age, I'd be all in that shit. I'm not into it now, but it's still funny to laugh at, you know. Um, that's what I. That's why I say about Jujutsu Kaisen. If I was fucking like 18 or 20 or some shit when I when that came out, boy, I'd have Jujutsu Kaisen on Blu-ray already. Um, they ain't even made it on Blu-ray yet. Uh, <laughs> Do they even have a whole season out yet? No. No. How do you get best anime when you don't even have a full season yet? Because people are starved and they like Kamehameha Blast. Honestly, honestly, what I think it is, here's, here's I think it is, um, everyone's like really excited that they have like Naruto, Bleach, and Yu Yu Hakusho all in one anime. And no one wants to say it out loud. Like, is that what, uh, is that what Jujutsu Kaisen is? That's basically what it is. They have demonic powers, Yu Hakusho, they use hand signs, Naruto, um, and um, Bleach, they all look really cool in clothing. That's all it is. That's all it is. Nothing wrong with it, but that is, that's when you boil it down to its simplistic stuff, that's what it is. Um, but yeah, it's whatever. But cool, cool, cool. Um, anything else there, Dustin? Um, one other little note, um, I say little, may actually be more than little, um, is that, um, Netflix has partnered with Wit Studio mm. to start an animator academy, um, it's supposed to train new, young animators, um, it'll, the first course starts in April, it will run for six months, Netflix plans to cover the cost of the program, um, the tuition fee that Netflix is covering is about $5,720 per student. Wow. Um, plus $1,427 per month in living costs to help them like be able to live while they attend school. Well. And they're I... doing this to hopefully, it's one of those things where it's like, hey, we'll pay for you to go to school. And in exchange, we want you to work for us on our yeah, animations later. Yeah, it's it's that's basically what it is. It's um, which for I I know three weebs right now. I hope you are listening to this part of the episode. Get your ass to that. Um, they draw, mm -hmm. they draw. Um, it's time to put your money where your mouth is. Uh, <laughs> but no, this is. This is good, I think. I think it's good for people who say they want to do anime. They want to draw anime. And it also allows them to know how hard it is. You know? Um, I sit up here and I'll rip on an anime all fucking day. I'm allowed to. But 
I will not say that it's easy to do. Um, mm-hmm. And good God, if you start working for them, stop using 3D animation. Holy shit. Um, but with studios, that's a good studio. That's a good studio. Um, it has, outside of Villain Saga, it has some of the worst plotted anime, but they make it look so good that it distracts you. They do Attack on Titan for people who don't know. Like, which studio is a good... Huh? need to get us on board to do some writing for these people. So. Right? We need, they need a writing program. Why is there never a writing program? Um, I guess because they just take the works of other people and never do their own original work. Yeah, that's and they also tend to be like, writing, anybody can do that. Clearly, everyone can't write. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah. That's cool, though. I'm, I'm glad for that. Um, even though it is definitely a ploy to get more people in there than we. Um, but yeah. I think that's cool. All right, then. That was a little bit of a lengthy next issues, but let's jump into our patch notes. The patch notes is a part of the podcast where we talk about what we've been up to. And over the last couple of weeks, I've been up to a good bit um, on my off time when I can do it. Um, and I'll go through mine real fast, a couple of mine. Things I've been watching. I have seen on the recommendation of JT, as you heard in the last episode, my friend Justin, I have looked at the Harley Quinn show. Okay. I looked at one episode. I'm not watching anymore. <laughs> It's not good. It's not good. It's not even funny. It's not even, this is so dumb, I can see why people like it funny. It is the type of show that everyone wants to be good, so it has to be good. It's not. Um, It is literally the same type of show we've seen a thousand times in particular situations, even down to the voice actress for Poison Ivy, who, by the way, does a great job. Don't get me wrong. But it's so, you know what's going to, like, how her voice is going to sound before she even speaks. Um, It's... It's not good. Like, I can't, like, I don't, I don't... The voice actress for Harley Quinn, I know the actress, she actually is the character in um, Big Bang Theory. Um, the the blonde lady. I have a lot of respect oh. for the actress herself. Actually, um, she works hard. I like her. She could be anybody else in the DC universe, not Harley Quinn. There's no energy to her character. Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. It's a. It's such a sarcastic take on something. It doesn't even treat the character respectfully in any... And what I mean by this is this. Hear me out, people. It's not that Harley Quinn is in power that's the problem. I'm not some stupid-ass bigot. I like that. That's fine. I knew what I was getting into when I went into that. It's not that Joker gets insulted a lot. He deserves it as a character. I get what the point of the show is about. I went in wanting to appreciate that. But Harley Quinn is a sociopath. You know... It should come off in her voice. Like, it should come out in that way. Um, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work. They talk about how 
she there's a point where they're talking about how she's you know was an accomplished psychiatrist and stuff like that and she basically gives herself her own form of therapy um which i guess is that, a way like to to say how deluded she is sort of yeah i was gonna say <laughs> yeah. that's sort of problematic right uh, um they basically literally have the little house of horrors plant in poison ivy's house literally like it's a talking venus flytrap like flower that eats people and has a snarky comment and has like a husky almost black sounding voice um because that's still appropriate um referencing back to old school uh whatchamacallit yeah uh, little shop horrors it's not bad by any means it's just boring um (laughs) It is like Joker. The artwork is stiff and boxy. Um, it the fight scenes are just bloody to be bloody. Like they show scenes where Harley Quinn like would beat someone's arm in and like their their bone would come out and stuff. It's a lot of shock value stuff. Um, it's written it's got in a, kind of that. Sounds like it's got kind of that Adult Swim like yes, haha, gore, yes, funny, yes. It's it's. It's good if, again, it's stuff that people want to be good. What was that really popular show on Adult Swim? Um, the, the the Venture Brothers? Yes. Um, and I don't rip on Venture Brothers a lot, honestly. I think it probably had to be somewhat decent. Um, yeah, it was good, actually. Yeah. I like Venture Brothers a lot. It was one of the better shows to Adult Swim. But I also think Venture Brothers was a show that a lot of people just wanted to be amazing. Not saying it wasn't, just saying that like it was one of those shows. It's like Big Bang Theory. Um, mm-hmm. Big Bang Theory has some funny episodes. It has some good seasons. But it just kept going and everyone just wanted it to be good, even though it did a lot wrong. Um, yeah, I don't know exactly what to put on it. I'm not going to keep rap or like ripping on it because it wasn't so bad that I couldn't get through the first episode. Um, and then it has happened to you before too. Right? Yeah, it has happened to me before, and I don't want to downplay anyone's work and effort in this show. The voice acting is good. the 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 jokes for what they're aiming at, they hit the marks. They don't hit my funny bone, but like you know, aha, like you know, it does it. Um, and I just, oh, the fact that Harley Quinn doesn't have a Jersey accent makes me so angry. Like, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I like to, I like to goofy, like, original Jersey accent. It's so, it, so heavy. Without the Jersey, it's not Harley Quinn to me. You're just playing some other character. Like, I don't need Harley Quinn to work for the Joker. I don't need Harley Quinn even to wear her, her, um, original, um, Harley Quinn get up. Like, don't get me wrong. It's my favorite one. But, like, that's fine. You want to change it up? Fine. I don't get where the fucking red and blue comes from, but whatever. Um, but, like, that's fine. I like Harley Quinn in, um, Superhero Girls. It's a little cartoon. Um, that character has more character development than this one. Um, so I clearly don't mind different versions of Harley Quinn. It's just, there's so much missing from her character in it. Uh, and again, the Jersey accent, man. Sorry, you can't. Harley Quinn, I don't, I don't even know if Harley Quinn's from Jersey canonically, but she is. No, to I have me. no idea. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, so I watched that. Um, not going to watch that again. I've been watching Star vs. the Forces of Evil, um, the Disney cartoon. 
Um, mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, you mentioned that one briefly. How yeah, it going? it's been fine. It's a stupid little cartoon with stupid little comedy moments. Um, I'm waiting for that moment that all the kids are like, yeah, this show gets stupid and weird and this plot gets weird. I was like, what plot? Like, <laughs> there ain't no fucking plot. Like, it's, it's, now my brother did tell me, he was like, I, he didn't care for it too much because he felt it was trying to be a little bit too, um, uh, oh my goodness, the word has escaped me. Gravity Falls. It's trying to be a little bit too Gravity Falls. Is that the show that we, that me and I, that I saw you watch? Yeah, the one with the kids. No, oh no, no, no. Star, that's Star is the one you saw me watching last weekend. Star is the one uh, that you saw me watching last weekend. Um, and Gravity Falls is an excellent show. It's an excellent cartoon, and I do see a lot of that want to copy some of that formula from. But that mm-hmm. just happens, and Star has enough of its own identity to be fine to me in that sense. Um, it, it's, it's, it's fine. It's it's a good show. It's pretty funny at times. Um, I laugh quite a lot. The animation's good. The voice acting's great. Um, I I'm I'm sure it falls off at some point. If it does fall off, the only time I ever had an issue there's an episode where Star's ex boyfriend is like like a, a devil child, literally like he's from like the underworld, and. He has anger management issues. So she broke up with him because, like, he has anger management issues, which is a good thing. Like, don't, don't be around a person that could make a relationship problematic. But when they meet back up, this is his first real introduction. He's, he actually has a support group with them. He has a therapist. He has a life coach. He has a breathing exercises and ways to keep himself angry. But Star in the main character keep antagonizing him to be angry or they they insult him when he gets angry and then calms down so you know Mm. if any of you if someone has anger management it doesn't mean the anger goes away so he'll get angry his life coach will calm him down you know the whole comedy bit that they do in all cartoons they like breathe breathe yourself and then he calms down and he's like okay sorry about that he goes but they always make him seem like he's the suspicious one when it's like no he has anger management issues. He still gets angry. And then you kind of spit in his face after he gets angry, but he calms down. He, he doesn't do anything to anybody throughout the entire episode. Like, it was like, I was like, why is he the villain right now? Like, I'm sure Star has her point of view from it, but they never elaborate on it on that episode. Um, given that episode was more about her friend stepping into her business too much. And not respecting her, her own thoughts, but it, they painted this this devil dude as evil, and I'm sure they'll probably do a better job later. That's the most like story driven episode that had a problem. Everything else is just good old fashioned stupidness. They have she's she goes through puberty, which um, which is. <laughs> The place she's from is Muni. Like, she's from an alternate dimension ah, called Muni. Okay. And so she goes through Muberty, which is hilarious. That if any boy touches her, she becomes, like, obsessive and, and boy craze. But it becomes to the point where she becomes, like, a locust butterfly alien lady. Where she starts grabbing boys and throwing them in lockers just to contain them. Like, and it's really creepy, like horror. It's really weird. And it makes perfect sense for the show. And it wasn't like so much of, and and the thing is, is that 
her friend tries to stop it, but um, this wise creature that's in the her, her little magic book, which is a very big Gravity Falls ripoff that they have a book that explains a lot of things, um, that um, that they have to let it run its course, which is a, a healthy way to explain like puberty and allowing a woman to be herself and express herself without trying to contain her, which is a problem with our society. So it was like, okay, great. Even though she is like literally kidnapping boys and putting them in lockers, but like, <laughs> y'all, they, she, they let it run, um, run its course. And then she comes back and now she has cool little weird wings. And it's like a whole comedy bit where she's like, Oh, can I fly? And she tries to fly and she can't. Um, but like, it's fine. It's a fine show. Um, it's weird that like Harley Quinn gets all this praise for the new show, but then Star gets weird stuff, and it's like, well, one is trying really hard to be something, and the other one just wants to be a cartoon for kids. Like, you know, yeah. it happens sometimes. Um, lastly, last thing I looked at, I looked at the first episode of The Spoke, um, Kisuke Rohan, mm-hmm. um, the the JoJo spinoff show that's on Netflix now. Um, I only looked at one episode. I don't want to use it all up because there's only like five or six on there anyway. Um, one, by the way, I don't know if this is how they wanted to do it because it is a JoJo show, but it's out of order. Um, what? I, the what? first episode I watched was episode five and there's no episode one. There's an episode 16 and it's at the top, but then episode That's... five is in the middle. Very strange. I don't know if this is how it's written or this is just Netflix being stupid. It's probably Netflix being stupid. But, um, yeah, I saw, and, and luckily, luckily, this is, the episode is, the show is done in a, um, episodic way, very Cowboy Bebop kind of esque kind of way. So it's okay to just jump in at episode five. Right. It's good. Like, it's just more JoJo. It's very JoJo. Like, the first thing, James. The only difference is that everything does get wrapped up in just one episode. Um, so, cause it, cause it is episodic. Um, it's good. Like, Rohan is a very different JoJo protagonist. Um, because he's rarely phased. Um, yes, Rohan Kishibe is kind of so weird that. I think nothing can be as weird as he is. Right. Like, Rohan, it's it's very strange. It is... I'll take other JoJo series over it. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not bad at all. Right. And there was a point where I was like, when is this going to go JoJo? Like, when is this going to hit JoJo levels? And it does. And it's like, okay. This is... It's like, this, this, is, this can't be this normal. This right. This be more... And it, it's it's fine. It's it's good if you're just wanting some JoJo in your life for a little bit. You could do worse. Um, and and so far, at least from the first episode, there's no 3D animation in it. Fucking thank yeah. God. There's like a whole fucking episode. And so I don't think there's any 3D animation where it where it would feel bad being like if you know you animate the trees or something. I'm fine. But like. The animation of the people and everything like that, it's still that art design. It's still that good stuff. So I, I recommend it. Um, video games I've been playing. So <laughs> I have a new phone, finally. It's been six years, everyone, just so you want to know how long <laughs> yeah, I've had yeah, the yeah. same phone. I've got a new phone, and with great power comes James doing stupid shit. Um, and so I decided that I can finally see what everyone's talking about. I got a new phone, 
So I downloaded some gotcha games. I still don't know what grabs everyone into the hard, but I have played quite a number of them in the passing week, and I have eliminated all of them but one, and it's the very one that I knew I would like. That's why I actually saved it for last to play. It's the one you've heard Dustin talk about the most. Um, even when Dustin was playing it years before I played it, I was intrigued by the story and the animation and the artwork um, way before then. Um, it is Epic Seven. I've been playing a little bit of Epic Seven, everybody. Shock, horror, horror, and amazement. Um, it's it's good. It's a good game. Um, as far as gotchas go, in my opinion, is the best one, which is not a very high opinion of gotchas, but um, it is the cream of the crop of stank among the gotchas. Um, it's and, and I mean this um, truthfully, not just to, to rip on gotchas or um, Epic Seven. It's a good game. Um, very good designs, very good animation. Um, gameplay works pretty much good. Good leveling, stuff like that. Um, good lord, there are some fun jumblies in that game. There are, there are, there are breasts abound. Um, holy shit! Like I knew it would be. But when you're playing it, you're like, well, what? Like, good God, she's chesty. Yeah, I can see the plot that Dustin's talking about. There's so, <laughs> so much plot. Um, actually, no, the actual plot is decent. Um, a lot of these gotchas, the reasons I just didn't want to play them anymore was because the plot was so stupid. Like, it's just... Like, don't get me wrong. It's a gotcha game. They're all going to be a little silly anime-esque. But, like, they were dumb. Um, I play the Fire Emblem one. Nope, don't like it. One, I have other Fire Emblem games I can actually play, and this one was real dumb. Um, I just hated it. Um, I played Heroes um, Kantar, which is a game composed of Webtoon Manwa characters, kind of trying to be the Epic Seven of the, the Webtoons things. Doesn't work. Um, it got me to read High School, um, God of High School, finally. Um, I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so there's two shots fired at the Monoa stuff. Um and yeah, so um I also finally have been playing um Trails in the Sky, second chapter some more. That game is still written well. They now have Gundams in this game, and it makes me excited. Fucking trails <laughs> fucking trails makes me angry that I can't write this well yet. Like I'm 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 near it. But I'm not that good at it yet. This game is complete anime without without being cliche, but being the most cliche possible. Like, how do you pull that? The villain that I fought in one chapter of the game was a eight-year-old girl with a death scythe in a Gundam. She <laughs> even called the chapter the Mad Tea Party. How the fuck... More cliche can you get? But at the same time, it wasn't cliche enough to be stupid. And there was enough nuances in the character. She had she had doll parents. She had doll parents, like from Naruto. Like, like it, it was super anime. But it wasn't. It's genius. It's, it's great. It's the, the epitome of writing, honestly. Uh, <laughs> But I'm, I'm enjoying it when I have more time. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been up to. Um, quite a lot, actually. But yeah, 
Who would else like to go? Don't jump in all at once here. Uh, There's a hit of dead silence that I'm going to have to edit out. I I don't want to jump in. I'll go ahead. Uh, I don't have much. Um, I finally got my Nuzlocke moving. I lost Floet in the Shalor Gym, but it's okay. I beat it with Beethoven, (laughs) uh, which is the, the song Pokemon. Oh, okay, the, okay. Note, the note bird. That shit is... My guy has an OP move, Jay. You know how, like, some Pokemon have, like, a signature move? His signature right. move is, like, called Chatter. Mm-hmm. It's a special attack move. So fighting types, you know, they're usually, like, defensive heavy mm-hmm. and attack heavy. So, like, special attack, you know, is great against them. Mm-hmm. But it also has guaranteed confusion. Wow. That is busted. That is busted. Confusion that's a like busted a... ass move. It hurt itself in its confusion. I just wiped the floor with that gym with him, except like at the end when I uh, was fighting the gym leader, uh, I whipped out uh, my boy Cloud because he's a ghost type and nothing can touch him in a fight. I just stacked them sword dances, man. You can't do nothing. Sword dances is crazy strong. Um, okay. Aside from that, I'm currently in darkest. Um, I think I need nine more bosses to beat before I can like complete the actual three darkest dungeons. Mm-hmm. I learned some scary facts about the darkest dungeons too. Did uh, you learn that none of the lights are on? Hmm. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know you're right. You know it's so dark that your party members that you take there will not go there again. <laughs> so if you're someone who's like, I have an A team. You can only bring your A team there once. Oh wow, just folks know that bad. Yeah, like they <laughs> will not they will not, not go back mm-hmm. into that dungeon. That's how fucked up the dungeon. They're like, fuck you, G. You're out. <laughs> um So you need at least twelve level six characters. Because you have to run the dungeon three times. Oh wow. <laughs> uh so that's gonna be annoying. Because mm-hmm. I still need to beat the courtyard. Mm. Okay, I gotta get you. So there's like a lot. So the courtyard, can they go back into the courtyard? Yeah, so um, okay. the courtyard is what I'm currently on. The courtyard is the like annoying bit I'm on. I think I'll talk to you guys before it. Um, because all the enemies there inflict bleeding, which sucks. And the Crimson Curse, which basically like and makes your party members like vampires they have a disease okay see see arnold i don't get what you're getting at here you said bleeding sucks bleeding is literally the opposite of sucking because the bleeding is going out of you all right and you're uh, not <laughs> i miss it smart defense <laughs> i'm sorry I, when you said i was just like should i go ahead and do this to this man <laughs> go ahead though sorry uh, no, just the, the Crimson Curse is just like a shitty ass debuff. You have to constantly have blood vials, and they only drop from those enemies in that dungeon. And they don't drop it all the time. And if you don't have enough, your entire party be like, hey, I'm dying, I need some blood. And then they either they go crazy and die, or they just die. Hmm. Sounds like Darkest Dungeon. Yeah. It's not, it's not a great time. I have to. And the worst part is that, like, norm- like so, like, all the dungeons are typically categorized with three different lengths. Mm. Uh, apprentice, medium, and, um, I forgot the long. I think it is just called long. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and like the number of rooms you visit vary. Like apprentice, there might be like maybe like six, seven rooms. Medium's like maybe ten. Level eleven, twelve. Long is maybe fifteen. That's typically like hella long. Mm-hmm. The courtyard, all of their rooms, the main mission. There is like side missions, um, but the main mission rooms are all epic play. Hmm. As in. I have gone through 16 rooms. I'm not halfway through the dungeon. Nope. Not I. Not I. Now, That's actually only... like... That sounds like um, Stardew Valley when your sister's it's playing so it. It's so fucking long. The only saving grace is technically you can back out of the dungeon and continue on. Because normally when you back out of a dungeon, it's considered a failure. Uh-huh. And, like, your whole party gets a whole bunch of stress because I failed the mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not supposed to beat these epic, um, the epic missions in one sitting. You mm-hmm. can. If you got the right, uh, mixture of characters, you can, you can probably do it in one run. I'm not the kind of person who could do it in one run because my luck is bad. Uh-huh. Um, but the, the, the bad part is that you need, like, essentially a voucher. To go back into the dungeon. Huh. So if you like only had one, you went in, then you had to escape. Well, guess what? You got to roam around the other dungeons. Hopefully those enemies spawn there. And then hopefully they drop it. So you can go back there. That's like annoying. That sounds very gotcha. It, it's it's very random. Yes. Very yeah. RNG. But yeah, I'm halfway through it. It's not fucking great. It's not a good time. <laughs> You can stop at any time, Arnold. Uh, no, I can't, man. I technically could. I could fight the dar- the darkest dungeons right now, but I want to defeat all the boss. I still, I still haven't gone through the fucking the second DLC, which is like I have to the we the shark people. We haven't worked it out on our personal end yet. But part of me is like, maybe we should just have Arnold do the most challenging stuff for darkest dungeon on stream. And just, I can re like look. I can redo my run if you want. Just sit there and just as he gets frustrated, I just just egg him the fuck on, and just be like, "Boy, I bet you wish you took that extra potion or whatever." Now there's nothing you can do like that. I know. That's why I'm gonna say it. <laughs> like, man, why shouldn't you taken that uh, that other over there? Like, why did you bring? Why didn't you use your? Why didn't you use your phoenix down? Use your phoenix now. But yeah, but okay, cool, cool, cool. Just save that next potion. <laughs> um, but all right then, um, Dustin. Yeah, um, I've been doing some tabletop kind of research this this week, mostly, um, yeah. because I have an online tabletop which I started. Not, I didn't start. Somebody else started. Um, in the midst of all the uh, the people being at home a lot because of COVID. And um, somebody in the game wanted to run another game and invited some of the people that were in that game different. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I was doing some research back in 5th edition. Okay. Oh, yeah, which I think, do some 5th edition. I think it's what you run, right? Yeah, I run 5th edition. Um, that's the one I run for my little brother and his friends. It's our little bonding thing, so I can do some stuff for my brother. Um I run 5th edition. I use most of its rules, but if anyone has DM with me, they I mean, played in one of my games, they know that I use about 60 to 70% of the rules, and then the rest is my ingeniousness. 
Um, yes. uh, yesterday was told that I was a great DM by one of my players, and they weren't being sarcastic. That's always um, yeah, so it it's just always... because you haven't dropped a dragon on them. No, you know what? Let me tell you something, Arnold. Let me tell you something. People who don't know me, people, you listeners, here's a little thing about me. I fucking love dragons. Like, like <laughs> I, I fucking like dragons are my shit. When I play video games and I have to kill a dragon, I hate it. Like, why am I murdering this beautiful creature? I mean, I, I could go stab a unicorn right now and feel nothing. But if I hurt a dragon, it is like killing a baby. Now, let me tell you about dragons. I, since I'm known for dragons, people know that I like dragons. I try as a DM to wait the longest time before I drop a fucking dragon on people. It's a meme. It's a meme. When my players piss me off, I say, go ahead, piss me off. I'll send you five fucking dragons right fucking now. Like, I just send them elder dragons. Not even, like, fucking young dragons. Like, a fucking elder dragon. An ancient dragon, even. Like, you know. But, no, I wait. I wait. And let me tell you, every time I actually do bring a dragon in, my characters, my players are so strong, they just fucking nuke the dragon. It's not even, <laughs> it's not even fun. It's not even fun. Because honestly, if you're writing a story, you're writing a fantasy story, and you kind, you want it to be you know, realistic for the fantasy world, why the fuck would your characters be fighting a dragon so early? <laughs> Like yeah, it, it's, unless it's like the little tiny dragons, you get kind of and even then, you got the one, and then it literally is like punching. Yeah, and then even then, it's like like punching a bit like doesn't sound like. And, but then the the thing is, is that, um, like if it's a young dragon, there should be other dragons around, probably. Yeah, exactly. So then you're like, like the only time it works is if like you're dealing with some like group that's like got a dragon egg for some reason. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the only way it works. Um, so yeah, no, I, ha- I've not dropped the dragon in. Um, I, yeah, like I said, I did this, um, for my brother and his friends. They, they're, they're teens and the COVID gets, it can get hard. So like they enjoy it. They act silly. Um, yesterday I gave them anxiety attacks. It was great. Um, I did a very, I've been doing this very intense tournament arc for them. Um, it's very, very ingenious. Um, I'm, I'm proud of myself, actually. It's one of, every, every, every campaign I run, I do something really weird that I've never seen anyone else do. So, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, that's what I run. Um, I'm hoping to at one point run Vampire the Masquerade for them. Um, they, they want to do that. That's because they all want to, they all want to be little horny vampires. That's why they want to do it. Like, <laughs> I know I why mean, they want to do it. I mean, I'll be honest. Like, Vampire the Masquerade is kind of a whole... It is pretty... From all the renditions that most people have, it's very horny. Um, but yeah. But cool, cool, cool. Excellent. Um, I was going to say, on the note of 5th edition, before we move on, yeah. is, um, like, you know what's always funny to me is that Fighter always is, like, the class that's the easiest to play, but always the most boring, normally. Mm-hmm. Because you get all the cool stuff with the other classes that take more work, like you know, wizard and sorcerer and warlock and all that. Yeah, like fifth edition fighter, it feels like somebody was like, you know what, fighter always gets the short end of the stick, so I'm just gonna give fighter everything this time. Fifth edition fighter does have a lot to it. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff you get, like 
one fighter gets like combat maneuvers, which are like spells, except it's like doing cool like fighting techniques and mm-hmm. Another one gets like runes, and another one gets like, "Hey, you want to just be a fighter that also casts spells? You can do that." Yeah, yeah. It, there's a lot to the fighter. Um, I don't know if I like it or not, but it definitely the fighter. Here's the problem: because the fighter gets a lot, it has devalued a lot of the other melee classes. Like yeah, ranger um, is like not even a thing. Ranger is bad. Like yes. apparently in fifth, like ranger is genuinely bad. They had to like fix it, and it's still not it's good. It's still bad. Uh, Monk is finally good, but everything else is so much better now. Right, <laughs> right. Monk, Monk is very like like you pick Monk for the pure style of it. Yeah, you really. know. Um, and so it's 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 there's a there's a loss at that too. Right, like fighter, good. Like like, fighter is good, but other things had to pay for it. Because now it's like you play fighter, you play paladin, you play barbarian. Um. And then why would you play anything else as far as melee classes? Yeah. Um, like, yeah. So mm-hmm. it's not bad. It's not bad at all, but it's definitely kind of neutered um, in that way. That's yeah. what I've been doing. I've been doing, been making characters for that and reading up on that. Okay, okay, cool, cool. But yeah. All right, then. Let us move forward. Let us indeed jump into our key item. Item is part of the podcast where we talk about what the hell this podcast is about. And like I said earlier, it's about Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy 2, in fact. That's right. The game that came out when I was born. Um, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 2 came out in 1988. Um, I was wee babe. Wee baby like, I wasn't even there. Nope. <laughs> no one even care about you. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, he came out um, around that time period, and if I'm not mistaken, it was in like March, not March. Um, sorry, not, not March. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, December, December, yeah. like December seventeenth or something. Um, and so, funny thing about Final Fantasy two. So we'll get into Final Fantasy two. It's kind of the. It's probably the most black sheep of the Final Fantasy games. Um, really is. And for multiple reasons, and we'll all get into it, it is the one I have the least experience with because I got really bored playing it. Um, we did not actually get it until like 2003 um, in the States. Like, unless you had a Japanese version, it was not released until like 2003 in the States. Um, and I remember this because I played a more enhanced version. I actually played the, I think the, the Game Boy in, um, advanced version, um, mm-hmm. in like 2004 or whatever. Um, and it was the changed up version and everything like that. Right. Um, and we're going to get into a little bit of it. I think out of all of us, Arnold has the most experience, funny enough, with Final Fantasy 2. That's the that's the weirdest statement you'll hear, is that Arnold has more experience with an ancient video game than me and Dustin. 
in Final Fantasy 2. Um, but Final Fantasy 2, I'll get into some of the stuff um, real quick before we go into Nuance stuff. Um, it, of course, was made by most of the same team as Final Fantasy. Um, and that we already went through before, Nobu Uematsu, stuff like that. Um, and like Hironobu Sakaguchi, everyone like that. But this was the first one of the Final Fantasy games that wanted to be heavily into story. Um, it also, if I correctly remember, introduced Chocobos for the first time. And, I think it did. Yeah, and introduced the concept of Sid. Um, as a character, and as you play Final Fantasy games before, Sid is one of the more ongoing characters in the mm-hmm. series. Um, Sid, I mean, Sid is one of the ongoing characters in the series. This one was fascinated by machines in the sky, which is very fitting for almost all Sids um, in the game. Um, I honestly don't remember the story. I had to refresh myself on the story, um, but I won't get into that too much. I'll let um, everyone else kind of give their notes on it. But I do know that this game wanted to be like heavily like story driven, um, which is why everyone has a job kind of thing almost. Not fully a job, but there's there's less customization. Um, right. It wasn't like one, which when we talked about last time was like, hey, what do you want to use? Okay, mm-hmm. I want a white mage, um, mm-hmm. a black mage, and you picked out like your class. Mm-hmm. There wasn't any character for the Warriors of White Beyond, just what class they were. Yeah, yeah. Um, and other little fun facts, it's the second longest one to get an English translation, um, outside of three. Um, it took, mm-hmm. it took like... Three took a long time. Three to took 16 years. Mm-hmm. Um, this and one even then, a, we didn't even get the original one, right? We got no. like, the remake? Yeah, we got the remake. Um, and it was like a full remake. It wasn't even like an update. It was like a full-fledged remake. Like a full-fledged remake. Um, two took literally just one year less. It took 15 years. Um, 15 years for us to get it. Um, and even then, once we got it, no one liked it. Uh, <laughs> like, it just, it just. That, but I'll talk about that. Well, okay. There are some people that like it. And that's <laughs> fine. Um, in my opinion, and I'll get into why, Final Fantasy 2 is the Elder Scrolls of the Final Fantasy series. Hmm. Um, in so many ways. Um, uh, in my opinion, it's the Skyrim. Um, um, like it, yeah. Um, it's because Morrowind is is janky, but it's good. Yes. Um, Oblivion is better, but it's still kind of weird, but it's good. Skyrim. Skyrim is famous, and I'll leave it at that. Um, thank you, but it's definitely more glitchy. Yes, yes, yes. Um, there was a lot of glitches actually too. Um, but yeah, other than that, like there's little little odd references that I know of. Like I know if I remember correctly, like it, it's one of the first games to have like facial expressions in it uh, for the characters. And I didn't know this. I looked this up. It is referenced in my favorite Final Fantasy game in Final Fantasy IX. The the summon Ramu references the story. A Final Fantasy 2 in it. Huh. Um, he referenced, there's a scene, I remember the scene where he's talking about a distant land where people fought in a war, not a war where a hero went to fight a great evil, yada yada yada. They are referencing that. They are referencing Final Fantasy 2. So the biggest blight on my favorite game 
is that it referenced a bad game. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm going to let Arnold and Dustin kind of take over from here, too, to talk about it if they want. Um, okay, so I'm not going to leave the pause there unless I'm, <laughs> yeah. no, um, I'm trying to remember. Like, I did play this game, but not a lot. Yeah, I did not actually. So I owned 4 and Chrono Trigger, largely because it had Chrono Trigger on PlayStation. Yeah, you come back at my um, case right here. <laughs> um, yeah, I have 4 because I wanted Chrono Trigger, which is funny because Same. later I oh, I really like 4, but we'll get to 4 in April. Um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, and also I have 5 and 6, um, which were the uh, anthology or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I did not own Origins, which was 1 and 2. Um, because I, I I just didn't have enough interest in getting them. I think I looked at them for a little bit and was like, maybe? And yeah. I never got them. But, um, yeah, I was also, when you're trying to, like, when you're young and not don't have a whole lot of money, you're like, which one do I get? Which one will mommy let me have? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that was, I didn't really play much of 2. 2, though, sticks with me for the weirdest reason. And I mentioned this when James said no one liked it, is... Um, I think I've talked about this before, um, but um, when I was younger, I did a lot more of this, um, of like online role play stuff, like a tabletop. And I had a friend, um, I still actually talk to this person, but I shouldn't say I had a friend. I still know this guy. I'd still call him a friend. But anyway, um, who was really into final fantasy 2 for some reason <laughs> maybe not even the game as much as some of the characters the characters right mm-hmm. um especially the the main villain emperor Teus, mm-hmm. who is very especially when they brought him back for the city is very inspired by gareth david bowie's character from um, labyrinth in terms of how he looks yes i can definitely see that um but yeah and he's also a weird villain because spoilers at one point he is killed and his response to being killed isn't oh I'm dead it's he he takes over like uh, the afterlife basically <laughs> okay um, which is kind of weird but anyway um but yeah and so he was really into characters and some other people I know were really into characters and because of that I know some of the people like Furion and and Minwu and Yosef and um, Gordon and some of them, mm-hmm. um, but I really never played this, this game. <laughs> like I can recognize characters and be like, "Oh yeah, I know that person." Too. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, I don't really know that much about it. Other than um, I know it was infamous for um, when RPGs were young. One of the things about designing a good RPG is setting it up in such a way that if you have to be a certain to progress. Um, that you can go and level. And two, I recall being infamous for having that, that Square didn't know how to do this yet or that this was really important. And so you could really easily get stuck. Right. So actually, so here's the thing about Final Fantasy that I do know. So I played this and Arnold knows this, I think, too, because he played quite a lot of it. I, I know Arnold played a little bit of it because I actually gave him the, the copy that I downloaded at the time. Um... But like so, you can't you can't get me. Statue of limitations. Um, <laughs> um, was gonna say that um, it was years ago, and I I let Arnold play Final Fantasy two. Me and him both played it um at different times, 
And one of the systems in place in the game is, this is where I said it's the Elder Scrolls. What you do is what will increase on your character. So how to best give that to people is that if you heal a lot, your character becomes better at healing. If you punch people a lot, your character becomes better at punching. And so in order to level up in the game appropriately, you have to use the right skills in the game to get up to a certain level. However, your characters are also very, 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 very squishy. So in order to get better at staying tough, you have to get punched in the face. So you have to like... You, if you do it naturally in the game, you have to go into fights and try to get characters designated punching bags, basically, to get beat up. However, there is a glitch in the game where you can beat each other up in the game to help increase your character's stuff. Um, this is actually the first game that allows your characters to um, hit each other um, in, in the video game. So, yeah, so, so this... This was a poorly designed game um, <laughs> to astronomical proportions. Um, and it's why I can't say if I love the characters or not. I tell you right now, I have seen the character designs of these characters. I've seen them in uh, multiple different versions, the 3D rendering them. They look fine. Like they, are, they look very much like Final Fantasy artwork. Um, but like, it's not bad at all. It's just I'll give a fuck, cause like, cause the game itself is so so tedious, so tedious to the degree that three people right now on this podcast know of this game. Two have actually played quite a bit of it, and we don't remember it because we stop. Like, it's yep. just it's it's one of the worst games Square has made, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Even though it may have fun characters, um. It's not it's not great, which is really interesting because it is the Final Fantasy game that helped start trends that pop up in other Final Fantasy games. Including even like to some degree them going, Hey, you know what? The characters are actually characters with personality that are distinct. You uh-huh. know what I mean? What if we bring in some stuff that like makes these characters unique to themselves? You know? Yeah, I definitely agree with you there, is that it's definitely kind of trying to do something different. It was apparently also, by the way, the first one to let you put characters in the back row, which was a, a major thing for a lot yeah. of the other games. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Because you'd always put your wizards and, and healers, your white mages and your uh, black mages in the back row so they couldn't get like destroyed. It pulls aggro a little less, and yeah. so and um, it also reduces damages in some of the games. And that, you can't get with physical attacks if they're in the back that you have to use magic. Right. Um, actually, that is something that's extremely extremely um, potent in Suikoden games. Um, the, uh, the, the original Suikoden game where you cannot do certain attacks on the back row. Um, and so, like, it is definitely... And, and it comes back to that whole football mentality from the first game where you're all lined up. So they changed it up now. They kind of made a more like almost like military formation um, that goes into the second game. So yeah, like it is. I and it's funny. Like there isn't much to say about Final Fantasy II unless you like are a diehard fan. But even then, I would feel pressed 
to hear a diehard fan talk about it at length and not mention more bad than good. I think the only cool thing I remember is that, like, I think one of the characters was introduced as, like, a Dark Knight. Uh, that's it. <laughs> Are you sure that's yeah. two? Is that two? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, they, uh, Leon. Yeah, the, the yeah, Dark okay, Knight. Uh, Maria's older brother, who's, like, the, the right-hand man of the Emperor, and I think he joins you later. I just like it because he, he sounded edgy, you know? Man. <laughs> well, of course, that's the... That's yeah, during the, the time, the I thought that was pretty cool. Man, I think I have the best memory out of the three of us, and even I don't know what the fuck y'all are talking about. <laughs> like, I'm just sitting here, like, going like, man, I really did not like to. Like, I just, <laughs> yeah. like, moved out of... <laughs> blocked it from your mind. I blocked it out of my mind, like, if I'm honest with people. Um, and I didn't want to do too much, like super research on two and not because I didn't want to speak on it, but I didn't want to come across as inauthentic, like being this false lover of two. Like I don't like two. Um, I'll just, confess I had to look stuff up to remember. Like, it, but... no, 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 I looked up some, I don't fucking memorize the dates exactly to the T people, but like, um, like I didn't know it came out in my birthday year. I did know a lot of these things, like the leveling system and everything like that. I did look up the Final Fantasy IX reference. I didn't know that because, well, one, I didn't enjoy two enough to play it, and I played nine enough. I was just like, oh, there's they're talking about some heroes. This is what happens in fantasy games. Um, but it, yeah, it was just kind of like whatever. Um, but yeah, it, it is part of our Final Fantasy a month thing, so I had to bring it up. I'll be honest with you, this was one of the few ones I don't want to talk about. Um, yeah. But um, I have to show it respect disrespectfully. Um, <laughs> you got to give it that backhanded compliment. Yeah, like, backhanded compliment. That was good for the trash. trash. Yeah. You were here? You are the you're the least right you're the least smelliest participation trasher. participation award for uh, for Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Final Fantasy game. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's my closingness of it. Final Fantasy two. It was a game that Square made. Um, it, it innovated some stuff. Some it, stuff it, it decided to throw back out in the trash. Every, it was like, that was not a good idea. Every innovation is not good. Um, I'm actually just looking through like the monster roster. I'm pretty sure I thought there was like a really cool mo- a boss design somewhere. I don't think probably. I can't think of one. If it was really good, you know what happened? It showed up again. In a yeah. Yeah. Was Behemoth in the first game, or was he? Yes, Behemoth is in the first game. Okay, I believe so. Um, Yeah, I yeah I believe Behemoth was in the first game. Um, I'm totally not looking this up on my phone to make (laughs) sure. Pretty sure they had like a different version in number two. Hold on, I'm looking now. So here we go, Behemoth. Oh my God, Arnold, you're right. It was it was the first it first viewed it as a boss in two. Wait, two had the first behemoth. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was wrong. Huh. There's his big contribution. There you go. It brought one of the most memorable little dog bear cat dragon things. Bear and dog bear cat dragon. I love I love man, behemoth. Man, man bear pig. Man bear pig. Behemoth is one of my favorite monsters of Final Fantasy. I think 
I think it is my favorite oh. monster. It is. It's a good one. That's why it's in Monster Hunter as well. Also, what the hell is this? That's a mistake. <laughs> That's another boss. That's a mistake. It's a bug. That is yeah, a bug. It's like a, it's God. a fly boss called Bezelbub. Oh, it's called what? Is it called Beelzebub or Bezelbub? I don't know, dude. <laughs> you asking the wrong person. I think it's Beelzebub. Yeah, that would make sense because there is one of the, one of the devils in Light Revelation described as basically a little, little bug. Yeah, it I basically is like, imagine a fly with, like, a, a cloak and a, a crown, almost. and mm. it's, like, it's, like, such a nasty-looking thing. But all right, he gets the Golden Pooh Award, but slightly golden more because it had Behemoth in it. Yeah, yeah, like, it did bring that contribution. Um, yeah, there you go, Final Fantasy II. There you go. The Behemoth Award. We got We got a good thing to say about you. You brought a monster that was done better in all the other games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was done better in Monster Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even a Final Fantasy game. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, shit. Anyway, um, that's it for our episode. Um, next episode, you'll find out what I want to do. Um, if I sound a little bit out of it today, people, I apologize. I have been very busy this morning. Um, and my caffeine is wearing off. Yeah, he was um, on caffeine, and then the caffeine broke down on him. Yeah, there's a reason I drink tea and not coffee all the time. Coffee, the caffeine shoots in real quick, and it leaves real fast. Um, You're just weak. What? That would mean that the coffee... No, no what? Shut up. Anyway. Once you uh, get to my level, coffee does nothing. I don't want to get to that point. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> That's bad. You say bad. I call. I call it immunity. Immunity. <laughs> oh, it's called immunity. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about how addictions work in the next podcast. I, <laughs> I can stop at any time. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, really? <laughs> I haven't drank any today. We'll talk about. Um, we'll see about tomorrow if you don't drink any when that headache comes for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway. Um, this was the Key Items Podcast. Thank you for listening. You can find us on Spotify, on our Patreon page, on our Discord, or our Twitter, all um, under um, Key Items Podcast. You can also check us out now on Verb. Um, our Verb. Say that again. If, say that again. Spell it out for us. Yeah, I'm going yeah, to spell it out. I'm going to spell it out. Um, that's what I was going to do, actually. It is V-U-R-B-L. Um, oh. It reads verbal. Verbal. Like, verbal. There you go. I'm not on I'm, I, yeah, that makes sense. Because now it's all like, oh, you verbalized. Yeah. I'm going to call it blurb. And then if you want to hear it correctly, ask Dustin. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's verbal. Um, but yeah, it I'm is. Thing where people spell something weird. It's a brand name. But anyway. Mm-hmm. It, um, they actually asked, um, asked us to declare the, the podcast. Apparently, our RSS feed for the podcast can be acquired from anybody if they want to. And they are like a YouTube for audio stuff. So it's a new place to find us. So we're hoping that that can get some more traction. We have actually been growing people as a podcast. Um, slowly but surely, we are getting more steady amounts of constant fans, which is great. Um, I don't need a gigantic pool of people listening. It's um, but if we get a gigantic pool, that's great. But even the small amount that we have is great. It means people are enjoying it. So thank you for listening to our podcast. 
um, today. So yeah, anyway, I am your host as always, James, and as always, I am joined by... Dustin. And Arnold. And thank you all, and see you later. Goodbye. Later. Thank you for playing.